Well, Jesus has my heart and the whiskey's got my liver Floating through life like a raft on a river I know what's right and I know what's wrong I know how to quit the Lord, it's been too long From Cow to Barbecue Wright Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today is Wednesday. Uh, you're hearing our voices on a, a different day. This is Wednesday, but it will be our Friday show. So those of y'all that are expecting a Friday show, you got it right now. Well, it's, it's more. <laughs> it can't be our Friday show. It's, it's a show that's supposed to be on Friday that is today. So yes, it's today. It's a, this is our second show of the week. <laughs> it's uh, actually our Tuesday show because we're going to talk about our weekends. That is true. It's yeah. a Tuesday slash Wednesday slash Friday show. So not to confuse all of y'all. Uh, we mentioned yesterday during the interview, hope that you would go back and listen to it. We'll discuss that again here in just a moment. But I uh, hope that you... We're able to listen to that. We kind of explain that we have a very busy week coming up, both Matt and I do, uh, with a, a couple of shout-outs that we'll mention later on. And so because of that, we did a special show yesterday with a great interview with Todd Mastery, and then today we're having our normal Tuesday show, so you'll hear the fact of the week, but we're also moving up the shout-outs to today. So we're covering all that in the show this week. This will be our one regular show for the week, and then we'll be back joining you uh, next Tuesday, which will also remind you at the end of the show. But Matt, before that, if you're in the market for a house this week or weekend, reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County for well over 12 years. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available when you need them. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis when it comes to your home. The value of your home, what's going on in your neighborhood, what's going on within a mile radius of your home, the value of it, the listing prices, the closing prices. No one knows more about DeSoto County Real Estate. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 25,000 closings since 2009. They recently were voted DeSoto's Best Realtors for the fourth time. You can call them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. As Derek just mentioned, definitely want you to go back and listen to the interview we did with the gentleman who runs the Lander Center, Mr. Todd Mastery. And Todd joined us at the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop located right here on Memphis Street in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop and check out everything at the How to Barbecue Right shop. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find more about them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right shop located on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Thank you to Brian and Terry for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Thank you to Malcolm and Rochelle for being our 2021 studio sponsors. We, we usually start our Tuesday show, start our uh, weekly show with the word from the weekend. Word from the weekend. I'm going to let you go first for your word from the weekend. 
Matt, my word for the weekend is pitch. Okay, that's pitch. P-I-T-C-H. Pitch. P-I-T-C-H. Okay. Uh, most of y'all may think, oh, he's talking about baseball or something like that. But no, I'm actually talking about what we call a soccer field or what uh, they would call a football field. I watched uh, two soccer matches this weekend and actually worked on my own pitch. Did a lot of yard work myself. My son was out of town, so I spent too many hours in the yard. Uh, he usually helps me out, and he was not there. Uh, but then I was able to watch, sit down and watch the Euro Championship start to finish. Had everything done Sunday afternoon, you know, kind of kick back and sometimes watch golf tournaments or whatever, may take a little nap. But I watched that from start to finish, and uh, let's just say heartbreaking for England. The Euro is a every-other-year tournament for European countries. That's right. Only European countries. Only European countries are in it. The two teams that played for the championship were England and Italy. England and Italy, two of the powerhouses over in the European area. That's why it's called the Euro. And, yeah, like you said, heartbreaking way to kind of happen. Now, you know, soccer was founded in England. Uh, They set the rules back in the uh, mid to late 1800s. So they were talking about bringing it home. They have not won a, uh, I guess, a a large championship trophy of any sort since 1966. They just felt certain this was coming home. They were the best team in the tournament leading up to the final match. Went to 1-1 tie at the end of regulation. Had to go to extra time. 1-1 tie at the end of extra time. Had to go to PKs. And the last three kickers for England in PKs missed them. Uh, and they lost 3-2 in PK. So just a heartbreaking loss, of course. Uh, extremely exciting for Italy. But just to watch that, um, and I know people say soccer is boring. What do you get out of soccer? But when you watch something at that high level, uh, it's just it's very impressive to see. You can see what they're trying to do, see them running through the plays. Even though the score is 1-1, there is a lot of action, especially as you're getting closer to the end of the game. Then follow that up, Matt, with a the USA played that night in the Gold Cup which is a similar, smaller, not nearly as, as talented uh, tournament that they have here uh, that doesn't really have the same stakes as the Euro. But they, this, we basically played our B team against Haiti. It looked like a high school team based on what I had just watched England and Italy play. It's just the, the, the class of, of soccer is just completely different. So anyway, caught a couple of good soccer games uh, with, with my son. Uh, he, did, was, he did get home on, on Sunday, did that, and uh, just so my word for the weekend is pitch. Yeah, Wilson told me that the U.S. men's team is ranked – number 20 in the world that's right number 20 in the world while the women's team is by far the number one team they've been number one for years right been number one you know for the longest time i mean really just it is amazing to me how the men's team cannot i mean should they should be better but it's just because of baseball football bat we our best athletes play something else that's right they play something else where everybody else now basketball is coming on and we're watching our usa team get beat in, in warm-up games yeah, for the Olympics. Yeah, Nigeria and Australia. Yeah, so, so yeah. that's, that's you know, so maybe the world's catching us in basketball, but still we've got baseball that pulls us away, and we've got uh, football is really the main thing that other right. countries do not have that pulls some of our best athletes away. Yeah, so, I mean, Derek, we'll, we'll have a little bit of Olympic coverage coming up. We should do that, pay attention to Oh, it. yeah, July yeah. 23rd. We'll, we'll, we'll pay attention to, uh, you know, the different athletes, different things like that going on uh, when that happens. Uh, it's really just a chance for Derek and I to look up and add the uh, Olympic music behind our voices, oh, which is good for sure. My maybe, word maybe from the like, week. Hold on, if we get, maybe like a, a five-minute uh, interlude every day with just the Olympic music in the background. That sounds updates. fine to me. That I, I think fine. the listeners want that. They want to hear <laughs> Olympic updates on our show. Exactly. My word from the weekend, Derek, and most of us can know uh, where I'm coming from with this, Derek. If you've ever gone to a um, youth group retreat for the summertime, uh, my word from the weekend would be exhausted. Oh yeah. The kids come back absolutely exhausted, 
grumpy, uh, definitely not showing the Holy Spirit when they come in off the bus. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? No. And all the parents that are listening to me know exactly what I what I mean by that. They file off the bus, and you know you got to carry the bags for them and stuff. And they're just you know they're, my kids are still recovering, and yeah. it's it's Wednesday morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I remember one on YouTube. It was a really fun time. I mean, you're up late hours of the night. You're trying to stay up later even after the day you go to bed. You're not, you know lights out, but you're not turning lights out. There's all kind of activities during the day, and so you don't if you may happen to take a nap sometimes during the summer, you're not getting those naps. You're up early for breakfast. So yeah, it's a it's a wearing time, but a great time and just a great fellowship for all the kids. Yeah, I mean Wilson's room consisted of probably thirteen to fifteen year old boys, which uh, you can only imagine. Two things uh, didn't go to bed till two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and uh, what it smelled like. I can only oh, imagine between gosh. sweat and rain and stuff like oh, that. But well, my word from the weekend is going to be exhausted. Shout out to Josh Gross our, and Rob Brown. You know our youth group there at Hernando United Methodist Church. Shout out to them, Derek. We talk about it all the time. Most people, most listeners know that I have a van company. Uh, summer time is when we have a booming business really really busy shout out to all those youth pastors and and representatives that take it that are taking these kids to uh, summer trips and, and stuff like that because again those people come in pretty exhausted too when they turn the, the vans in they're oh, yeah. they're pretty darn tired so look let's turn our attention to something that happened in hernando just yesterday Derek, we typically don't talk about things that might be on the police report but i feel like it's something that we need to definitely talk about it's something that happened really uh, here in hernando it's a big deal give us a little update there was a stabbing in Hernando just yesterday. Uh, luckily, everyone's okay with non-life-threatening injuries. But Derek, tell us about that real quick. Yeah, so it happened about 9 o'clock yesterday, which right. is basically next door to where I work. It is. Uh, I was there. Uh, did not know anything was going on. Never heard sirens. Um, didn't have anybody, you know, look out the window and say, hey, there's a bunch of police cars in the post office parking lot. Uh, but it did happen at 9 o'clock yesterday. Unfortunately, there was an, a disagreement uh, at the post office. Um, it sounded like the, I guess, the post office manager uh, was... Postmaster. Postmaster. Such a great name. I'm like, seriously, if, you're, if, if I'm managing a bank, I want to be a bank You're master. a bank master. Bank you master. are a bank master, I think. Bank master. So the, the postmaster is sitting there, and they get some disagreement, and one of the employees uh, attacked the postmaster with a knife, stabbed him several times in, in non-threatening area, non-life-threatening areas. Right. Uh, so, um, and, you know, so that employee obviously was arrested. Uh, tried to walk out the back, trying to kind of escape the back. Other employees held her at bay. And they were the police were able to come, able to arrest her. She is now sitting in the county jail. Tamika Scott of South Haven, while the postmaster, who they did not release the name yet, uh, is recovering up in Memphis. Non-life-threatening injuries, but just a sad deal. I mean, you wake up that morning, you're going to work, and then that afternoon, well, actually within three hours, you're in jail because of a decision that you made. You know, again, there's there's all kind of things. You could be angry. I get angry at work. You've been angry at work. Kids get angry at school. But then just take it to the next level and just threaten someone's life just because of words. Sure. It's just that's very hard to see how somebody gets there. But, I mean, obviously there, there's some issues going on. Uh, but we're just, you know, prayers for the person recovering and uh, just kudos both to the uh, Hernando Police Department for responding uh, rapidly and for the other employees to make sure that she didn't get away. I don't know the lady at the post office. I have a, I have a feeling I do know her if it's who I'm thinking of. And again, I hope everything goes well for her and she, you know, is, is back soon. I mean, just a situation, uh, you know, Derek, we rarely talk about crime and stuff like that, but, but good job by the employees to, you know, stop her from leaving and the police to jump right into action and get that done because it's, there's no room for it here no. and we're not going to do it. There's no room for it any, anywhere. And, uh, I think you had mentioned something to me off air, maybe that you had read that it may be a disagreement about a, a, a shift or something. Yeah. That's the, the rumor going around that was an you know, issue with her shift. Hmm. Wow. And, and I think that, the, and, and again, we don't like to spread rumors. That's just, you know, kind of something that's been uh, told, not has not hit the news yet. But 
I think the main thing that, you know, one of the reasons we brought it up is because this was not a random act. I mean, people got nervous, and I think the first thing is, well, oh, my God, somebody's going around town stabbing people or robbing people. No, that did not happen. This was two people that knew each other at the workplace. One of them got upset, did something very unfortunate, but this is not a random act. These, you know, and I just want to make sure that that's clear that, the, you know, did not ha- a random robbery or, or, or assault or whatever did not take place in Hernando. Just an awful situation all around. I'm, you know, again, those people that jumped into action and, and kept it uh, to what it was, which is a non-life-threatening uh, injury. So, you know, prayers for the lady to recover soon for sure. Well, Derek, something else. Again, this is our off time from an uh, alderman standpoint. No alderman meeting this week. But something that may come up in the alderman meetings pretty soon, a planning commission uh, topic that was part of the meeting last night, the Planning Commission Department last night. We're recording this show really early on Wednesday morning, so unable to really know uh, more about it or how that went down exactly. But, Derek, what went ahead of the Planning Commission last night was uh, plans or at least rezoning opportunities for a uh, four-story hotel in Hernando. Um, real quick, the spot would be behind Guarantee Bank and behind Pizza Hut and AT&T, uh, Red Med. Right, the red right there, right that there, little spot, right. kind of a two-acre spot, mm-hmm. four-story hotel, two-acre spot right there. From what you said, home to suites would be home the brand. Home to suites is this, yeah, I actually wrote by there, heard about it a couple of days ago. Don't know, again, have not talked to anybody out of the meeting uh, yet. We hope to, I'm, it may hit the paper today, if it goes to the Alderman meeting next week. And, and we do want to say, we don't normally cover the Planning Commission. Of course. Because it usually ends up on the alderman yes. if it's approved or if it's something you know something large enough to talk about. But this one is interesting because they're asking for a variance. Now, this is be too late for people to hear if they are, you know, want to oppose the variance because obviously it took place last night. But the uh, city of Hernando has a 35-foot height is kind of where they cap things off for buildings. Uh, they were asking throughout the city, throughout the city, throughout the city. And so they were asking for a variance of 52 feet, uh, which would allow for a four-story hotel. How high? How high are the townhomes going right there next to one Memphis Street? <laughs> well, if you talk from the actual like bottom of the road to the top, they're pretty tall. But I think it's actually the structure itself. Okay, a structure itself cannot be more than 35 feet high. Uh, they're asking for a variance up to 52 feet to allow what you said is a four-story hotel, and it is a home to suites. And so that went before the planning commission last night. Now, whether they granted that variance, you know, again we. Hope to find out today. We will definitely talk about next week. If the Planning Commission did approve it, Correct. then it would go to the Alderman meeting. Correct. If the Planning Commission did not approve it, then they could still appeal next week or, or thereafter the Alderman meeting. So once it hits the Alderman meeting, we'll have a lot more information about that. But did think it was it was unique. Wanted to make people aware, hey, if you haven't driven past AT&T to Walmart in a while, gone back in there, the sign is there. It does say home to suites. They are asking for that variance. Matt, we do need hotel space in this town. Sure. Whether or not that's the the best spot, uh, based on what we know is coming at McInvale and 69, McInvale and Green Tea, you know that that remains to be seen. It's uh, none of our business. We could have bought it. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah. Uh, I think the only people that may have had a a I guess a uh, complaint would have been the residents of Heritage Oaks. Now, you know they, they that is backs up to their neighborhood or I guess fronts their neighborhood. Depends on how you know what kind of tree line they keep. Sure. The tree line right now is very nice. Yeah, they kept the tree line. May not be an issue right. if they tore all the trees down to have that exposure to the hotel right there, you know, especially the people whose backyards are back up right there. That could be an issue. So, again, that might have all been covered last night. We'll find out. But we do want to make you aware that we are watching the Planning Commission to see. And those larger things, just to make you aware that this could be coming. And once it hits the Alderman meeting, we will talk about it. Yeah, we wanted to mention it. Again, there's not a lot of stuff going on in Hernando. Uh, it's a summertime slowdown right now, really, Derek. Uh, you know, new Alderman meetings and stuff don't happen until the first and third Tuesdays of every month. So we'll have more to talk about next week. But we do want to bring it up. It is something that went in front of the Planning Commission. We thought it was pretty neat. 
you know, a name brand hotel, four story name brand hotel coming to Hernando. Pretty neat. No, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a we, good that thing. means the people that come that's, in that's for, tax revenue. With the interview yesterday, he starts booking, you know, 20,000 seat concerts or 10 and 10, maybe happen at the same time sure. or within a week of each other. People can stay in Hernando yeah. outside of the running around if they want to say, hey, look, I, you know, we want to go there. We want to enjoy ourselves. But when we come, when we go to bed, we want to be somewhere quiet. I mean, that's perfect spot yeah. right there. Absolutely. So what Derek is referring to is our Todd Mastery interview yesterday. If you have not heard that, it kind of took the place of our first of the week show yesterday. Uh, we put it out. Todd Mastery is the gentleman that runs the Lander Center. He now is the person who is running the Snowden Grove Amphitheater, the Bank Plus Amphitheater there at Snowden Grove. So it was a really, really good interview. Uh, Derek, I thought it was pretty neat. I mean, you got to listen to it as well. I mean, you know, guy comes from Vegas, ends up at Colum- in Columbus, Ohio, run their arena uh, up there. Didn't know necessarily what he wanted to do. I went home from the interview on Monday and visited with my son who loves sport. And I said, hey, man, I interviewed this guy today. I think he might would be interested in the job that he does because what goes along with the NBA and NHL and NFL are stadiums and arenas and that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, he was pretty interested by that. You know? I did the same thing. When, I, I, when we posted it yesterday, you know, we got everything ready and posted it yesterday for, the, for our Tuesday show. I told my son, I said, hey, look, when you get out of football – you need to listen to this. Yeah. I said, listen to it. I mean, cause he wants to do something kind of adjacent. Yeah. Uh, he like, he wants to do a sports administration. This is sports hospitality. Obviously they work hand in hand. And so I said, man, listen to it and listen to how he got into it. Didn't really know what he wanted to do. Went and talked to the school counselor, the college counselor. He's yeah. like, Hey man, if that's something you're interested in, all we gotta do is move a couple courses here. You're already in the right school. You know, that's the kind of thing they need to hear. And this is all kids. You know, look, if you may not, you may think you're going to school for one thing, find something that's interesting, and you may only be cost you nine hours, 12 more hours to get what you want. Right. Uh, so, I th- yeah, I thought it was a great lesson. I think the most important thing that I come away with, you and I talk about it, certainly off air, have uh, sons that are good friends. Kids, if you can hear our voice, parents, if you can hear our voice, play this for your kids. Kids. Boys, girls, learn how to talk to people. Learn how to look at them and talk to people and say, hey, I would like to interview for your job. I would like to talk to you about this. I would like to visit with you about what you do. So many of us, Derek, growing up, especially graduating right around junior, senior year, we both have kids that are about to be seniors. They think, uh, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a lawyer or I want to be a dentist or whatever it is. And they have no clue what those people do. Absolutely no clue. It's like, I want to be a doctor, but I hate blood. Oh, okay. I want to be, I want to be a dentist, but I don't like teeth. It doesn't work that way. You can't just magically appear and and be in that certain job. Learn about it. Go do some different things. If you enjoy sports, but you don't want to coach. And that's what I said to my son. If you enjoy sports and don't want to, you know, be, uh, be in coaching, why can't you run the Superdome one day? Right. Why can't you run Lambeau Field or Titan Stadium or the FedEx Forum? Uh, you know, it's really, really neat. So go listen to the interview. Todd, it was a very good interview. Yeah. Um, just learned a ton about how concerts work, tours work. I, what I really liked about, about the whole situation is it opens DeSoto County to be a threat year-round mm-hmm. for concerts, a threat year-round to bring that tour that's uh, coming in on, you know, February 13th where it's going to be 47 degrees. Well, Snowden Grove is not an option. Right. But you fast forward to May 1st through the end of September, Snowden Grove is an option if they're doing an outside tour. So we have an amphitheater in DeSoto County. The renovations sound pretty cool. Yeah, and he also was very upfront saying, hey, they're probably not going to be ready until June of next year. Like, we're, we're hoping for spring, but our season with the amphitheater, well, they'll have some fill-in shows between now and then, but our our first full season will start June 1st, 2022. Is the goal, yes. That's the goal. That's the goal. And another thing, Derek, you're not going to appreciate this. We're not in our 20s anymore, and certainly not in our 30s. If we take our kids somewhere, or, you know, if my wife and I go to see a show, or we want to go see something, the lawn, and he did admit to this, the lawn part of Snowden Grove, 
man, it, it a lot of times was it wasn't a place I wanted to be. No, because again, you're fighting for spots, first come, first serve. You're a general admission. Next thing you know, you got fist fights, or you got people just you know staking their claim with blankets and well, stuff like that. You put like yours that. down with you and your kids, exactly. knowing good and well that your kids are not going to be able to stand for a two hour show. So they're sitting down, sure. and then the blanket in front of you, everybody stands up the entire time. Right, exactly. So I like the idea of seats. I like what he said. He was very honest from this standpoint. He said, "Look, if there's 9,500 seats and we sell the first 6,000 closest to the stage per se, and those start to sell, well, then he can look as a city and as a person that runs that thing and say, all right, we're going to be okay on this show. So it's going to we're going to keep moving forward with the ticket sales and stuff. It allows them to do a lot easier math and make sure and so they can tell the artist, tell the city, and be more honest about what's going on. I like the idea of having you know uh, stationary concession stands that the city benefits from, not having the kind of food truck or carnival stuff. I thought that was going to be pretty cool. So, you know, Muscle White and South Haven, they're doing a really good job of saying, hey, how can we maximize our investment in the Snowden Grove? So, look, go listen to the interview. You will learn a ton. Thoroughly enjoyed sitting down with Todd Mastery um, yesterday on that interview. So, please go take, go take a look and, and, and learn about it. One of the things Todd talked about was teamwork between the city, teamwork between uh, his group. And, Derek, if we want to talk about teamwork, look no further than DeSoto Family Dental Care. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast brought to you by North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They offer service in DeSoto County, Marshall County, Tate, and Tunica. You can call them at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. Or visit their state-of-the-art website, DeSotoDumpsters.com. That's DeSotoDumpsters.com. You can find their pricing. You can schedule a dumpster, schedule a dumpster pickup, Anything you need is right there on their website. North Mississippi Dumpsters not only accommodates professionals in real estate, house flipping, landscaping, new construction, renovations, and business disposal, but also really want to focus on homeowners, homeowners that may need to clean out their houses, yards, attics, basements, or sheds. They offer 13 and 20-yard roll-off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. Give Joe and his team at North Mississippi Dumpsters a call, 901-299-0916, or visit DeSotoDumpsters.com. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state forum provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. 
Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance agency. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Podcast brought to you by our longest advertiser, William Services. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. At this time, Williams Lawn Services is hiring. Williams Lawn Services offers an extremely fast-paced environment with mostly commercial properties. Pay will depend on experience. You must be able to work a 12-hour day. You must have a good work ethic. And the job will entail weed eating, edging, blowing with backpack blowers, and operating zero-turn mowers. If you are interested in growing a career with Williams Lawn Services, reach out to Richard and his team today. You do not have to have any experience. They will train you in their needs. You can call Richard at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or visit Richard on his Facebook page, Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Well, Derek, it may not necessarily be our Tuesday show that we always do it on, but it's going to be our Wednesday morning show. Again, our second show of this week. We're going to turn our attention to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. DeSoto County Fact of the Week is provided to us each and every week by Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum. The DeSoto County Museum is located across from Bancorp South on Commerce Street right here in Hernando. They're open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Again, that's 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Derek, the fact of the week this week is going to put us in the 1960s. The 1960s. We're going to spend some time over the next four or five weeks staying in the 60s. Derek is going to educate us a little bit with the facts of the week from the 1960s. Kick us off. All right, so we're going to start, as you said, we'll actually start with the year, 1960. Uh, a couple things we'll mention, something briefly, and then there's one thing we really want to talk about that happened uh, in the year 1960 in Hernando, Mississippi. Uh, the police department consisted at that, that year of a day and night marshal and a single chief. A radar gun was purchased and speeders were put in their place. So Hernando got the first radar gun in 1960. A dog pound eliminated packs of stray dogs. So we did have, at one time, that was a pound, it wasn't a shelter, <laughs> uh, a dog pound. We're not bringing that up. Don't uh, bring that up. In Hernando in 1960. Before the year ended, the town was plagued by a series of break-ins, and police found it necessary to establish a midnight curfew. Okay. This is all in 1960. Now, the main thing I want to talk about today, though, is the street paving. Now, we've heard over and over again about how bad the Hernando streets are, how it needs to be repaved, some streets need to be redone. That has been going on, Matt, now for 60 years, at least 60 years. In 1960, the street paving issue was finally settled, and most of the town enjoyed the new paved streets with concrete curb and gutter. Now, before this time, leading up to 1960, uh, the, the, the town had been called out by the Wall Street Journal, which, sa- which said that the Hernando had, quote, unmanicured streets. So we, we were basically a national laughing stock for our streets uh, in, in leading up to 1960. And this comment uh, generated resentment for a long, long time. So the city decided to pass a tax to fund a paving of the streets. This divided the city uh, between, obviously, those that wanted the tax, those that did not want the tax. But they finally decided to do it. Uh, and that more importantly, after this tax was passed, after the roads were finished, uh, the most of the townsmen were back at peace with each other. That is, they were finally speaking and even seated on the same side in church on Sunday morning. So glad they were able to come back. 
And then one more thing that happened with the roads at the same year, notice for the construction of an interstate highway were posted to advise citizens that there would be three exits into DeSoto County from the new highway. Obviously, we're talking about uh, I-55. So is that probably going to be Goodman? It's going to be State Line, Goodman? Well, State Line 304 was not Goodman at the time. State Line 304, I would assume, and Hernando. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Uh, Hernando. So uh, there were three exits from the new highway. Hardly anyone in the county had ever seen an interstate, and public meetings did not result in much input from the citizens. One person, upon hearing the interstate would be fenced and of limited access, asked, if my hounds somehow get on the thing, will they have to run all the way to New Orleans to get off of it? So when they were presenting this, people, I guess, imagine a huge fenced-in road that only, you could only enter or exit by these exits, and there was going to be very limited. I mean, obviously, we know fencing's not like that. People, unfortunately, dogs and animals run out to the uh, interstate all the time. But that's how uneducated people were about what an interstate system was, which obviously we borrowed from the Germans uh, after World War II, all based on the Audubon uh, that came over here. After seeing that over there during the war, they said, hey, we need to look at that. You know, and so they started raising money throughout the 50s and doing that all across the nation. But in 1960, not many people in Hernando had seen it, and I-55 would start soon after. Two things I take away from that, Derek, is like you just mentioned, uh, not a very sharp person who would have asked about their dogs. <laughs> not a very sharp person there. And then the fact that uh, roads, streets, taxes, those type things uh, would make people so angry with one another that they wouldn't even talk to each other at church. So that that's what I take away from today's fact of the week. Well, and... and- there, there are some. If you start talking about taxes around here, there may be oh, people sure. that start, I, I get you, I'll talk yeah. to people at church. Yeah, there's people at church, Derek. I don't know if they talk to us because of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> that may be, true. That may <laughs> that be true. true. There may be people out there that, that don't talk, talk to us. Thank you, Rob Long, for the DeSoto County Fact of the Week for this particular week. Or like we mentioned a few minutes ago, we're going to stay put right in the 1960s for a little while, educate ourselves on some facts of the week from there. So DeSoto County Museum, located right across from Bancorp South on Commerce Street in Hernando, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Get over there and visit them very soon. Well, Derek, our shout-outs typically, this particular time, the DeSoto Arts Council is not in it. So They're not. <laughs> we're going to give them a break. The DeSoto Arts Council is not in it. The two shout-outs that we have, the DeSoto County shout-outs that we have right now, uh, are going to be you know c- close to home for Derek and I. Uh, it is the week of, we've talked about it for the last three or four weeks, it is the week of July 15th, this coming Thursday. So tomorrow, July 15th, is going to be the Crew of Hernando's inaugural TL for teachers. We are trying to raise over $15,000 for teachers. That is our goal for tomorrow. We have 20 teams. Our teams are full. I think we might actually have one more spot available. Should you uh, hear our voice and want to jump in, I think we may have one more spot uh, available for you if you'd like to play. Four-man scramble format. We'd love to host you. One more team uh, available. Registration at 11 o'clock, lunch at 11.30, shotgun start at 12. It is going to be a really good time tomorrow, sometime around 4, 4.30. If you're interested, if you can hear our voice and would like to come out to the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club, come on out. We're going to announce the uh, winners of the long drive. We're going to have some raffles, that type of stuff, probably starting around 5 o'clock tomorrow. And then, Derek, we're just going to kind of hang out, socialize, uh, you know, continue trying to figure out ways to raise money for Hernando teachers. If you are a Hernando teacher, please come out to the uh, club tomorrow. Uh, we would like to recognize you. If you're a Hernando teacher, please come out. We would like to recognize you. If you work for the Soto County Schools, come out tomorrow night. We'd like to recognize you and say thank you for what you do for our kids here in Hernando especially. Please help us possibly raise $15,000 towards Hernando teacher grants. 
Each teacher can apply for up to $500 worth of teacher grants. That these are to be used for projects, for materials, for their classroom. Unfortunately, a lot of times teachers have to come out of pocket if they want to add, you know, some good bulletin board material. If they want to have a, a really neat project that for some reason they can't get funded by the schools, they, they do come out of pocket because they want to see these kids that they're educated in different types of ways. So they can apply for a grant for that up to $500. So we can max out. 30 grants, Matt, sure. with $15,000. And it. I think usually on a typical year, we have about 40 to 45 Hernando teachers that apply. Uh, and then we'll try to, you know, we, we usually fund around 15. We hope to double that amount this year to 30. And then, of course, if the ones that we're not able to do, I mean, we would love to be able to do all 40, obviously. But if we're the, the 10 or 15 that we may not get to, if we can reach our goal, they go back and somebody, some other company or the DeSoto Economic Council themselves could actually pick those teachers. So we have a you know very high ratio of our teachers getting uh, grants. Yeah, the goal for us is to fund as many as possible. The teachers we don't fund go back into the pot and maybe all of our teachers, where it be 40, 45, 50 teachers right here in Hernando can be funded. And look, these funds go straight into the classroom, straight to a project or something, whether it be materials or something like that, that helps to better their classroom. So please consider coming out tomorrow night, 4.30, 5 o'clock or whatever, as we announce the winners and just have a really nice time there at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Uh, we may pass the hat, who knows, just to, to help us get to that $15,000 mark. So we really appreciate all the support, the people deciding to play, the people who are sponsoring. We thank you so much for the support you've given us. You know, Again, Crew Fernando inaugural tee off for teachers tomorrow night at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Our next shout-out, Derek, uh, like we said, our next shout-out is going to be important to us. This coming Friday, this coming Friday, you know, we've been pushing it for the last four or five weeks. Our second water tower sessions happening at the Panola Street Courtyard. Stephen Michael will be the MC of the night. Mm -hmm. Stephen was on our last show. Grace Askew and Mallory Everett. Two women that are really, really talented, uh, very good songwriters. I, I know I saw this the other day. Mallory Everett actually won a, an award in Arkansas, a CMA award in Arkansas uh, for Songwriter of the Year. So that you know, very talented ladies that are going to be up there with Stephen. And Stephen will be the first to admit he's just an afterthought. He just happens. <laughs> he, he's, he he would be the first to admit, hey, I'm just the guy that has to play third uh, to to let them catch their breath. So that's, I mean, he would he he praises these ladies big time. He's a he's a big fan. If you enjoy music, you enjoy live music. If you enjoy an intimate setting, learning the stories behind some of the songs that people like to, to, to sing, you will enjoy that night. No, I agree. Period. And you mentioned you mentioned uh, Mallory. Well, Grace Askew, the other one, they'll be up there on uh, Friday night. She has six studio albums, Matt. Six studio albums. She has a, a decade of touring under her belt. Uh, she's toured uh, with Marty Stewart. She's toured with Jesse Winchester, Wally Hubbard. I mean, she's got um, I mean just wonderful people that she's toured with. She's a gifted writer. She has won first place in several prestigious songwriting competitions. Uh, she's been featured on PBS. Uh, she's lived in Memphis. She's lived in New Orleans. She's lived in Nashville. So she kind of has a sound that's a unique blend of blues and soul and country. Uh, and she regularly tours the country. And she uh, often tours a lot of the Mississippi Delta and the Southwest. Sure. So she's been in this area before. She's very familiar with it. She's very excited about coming back. She's yep. actually been in Arizona for mm -hmm. a while. Yes. They're moving back here uh, to the Memphis area. And so really looking forward. She's really excited about playing. So, again, I hope that if you hear our voice, that you'll come out and support a, pro, you know, a portion of the proceeds seats Matt, you said we weren't going to mention it, but we are. Our oh, actually yeah, going yeah, to yeah. the DeSoto Arts Council. Uh, so, again, we're really looking forward to supporting the Arts Council by bringing these arts to Hernando. Uh, but Friday night, gates open at 730. We'll have Devin up there uh, kind of doing some intro music, allowing people to come in. He does a wonderful job with that. Uh, he's also very talented. Uh, and then about 815, he'll kind of break off the stage. We'll kind of get everybody on stage. Let's start the show around 830. 
Bring whatever, bring your own drinks, your own libations. Uh, there will be no food served. We encourage you to please support the restaurants on the square in and around Hernando. Uh, go ahead and eat. Come. We'll have barbacks for you. We'll have cups for you. But everything else will be focused on the uh, singer-songwriters and look forward to just a great long evening uh, there at the uh, courtyard behind the Community Foundation and ACs. Again, a portion of the proceeds will go to the DeSoto Arts Council. We really appreciate the use there of the courtyard. We really appreciate uh, them being a part of that and cheering us on. So come out this Friday. Derek just gave you the rundown all the times. We'd love to see you this coming Friday right off the beautiful Hernandez Square on Friday night, the Pinella Street courtyard. Derek, speaking of the Hernando Square, the Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For information about the Hernando Farmer's Market, you can call Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director at 662 662- Four four nine nine zero nine two. That's six six two four four nine nine zero nine two. The Hernando Farmers Market runs from May first through October, from eight a.m. to one p.m. every Saturday on the historic Hernando Square. Get out there this Saturday. Some of the vendors include Kendall Cattle Beef, Cherry Creek Orchards, Jones Orchard, Roses Bark Bakery, Honey Bee Natural, Faith Farms. Mama's Kitchen Cakes and Bakes, dozens and dozens of vendors are ready to serve you from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday through October at the Hernando Farmer's Market. Matt, before I go to the next ad, just think about that. Thursday, you can have a great golf tournament in town. I understand that the, the, the Open has started. I'm going to say ours may be a little better for that afternoon. For <laughs> yeah, that afternoon. Say, that afternoon, yes. For that afternoon, it's going to be better than the open that you can watch this early Thursday, Thursday morning Correct. on TV. Thursday, yes. Uh, so then Friday, they can go to a concert yep. all, just off the square sure. in the courtyard. And then Saturday morning, back on the square for four to five hours of getting all of the shopping done that they want to do. I mean, it, it, look, it, if this doesn't scream Mississippi small town, I don't know what does. Hope to see you at each of those events for sure. North Point Christian School continues to enroll for the 2021-2022 school year, and some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth grades are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Or email her at s-s-h-e-r-o-n at ncstrojans.com and schedule your your personal tour. Don't delay call today. Derek, I don't know if you watch Instagram lately, but Sue Ellen Zellick is putting out some awesome photos on the Magical Destinations Unlimited Instagram page. Family visit to the Hoover Dam. Family visit to Las Vegas out that West Coast swing out there. And look, if that's something that you're interested in doing with your family, friends, family, co-workers, it doesn't matter. If you want to put a trip together, reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher with Magical Destinations of Fernando. You can reach them at 662 469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, Las Vegas, tropical getaways, Gulf Coast vacations, anywhere you want to go in the United States, reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher. These ladies work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. 
Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Again, their phone number, 662-469-6304. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, before we wrap up for the day, we always finish at the end or typically finish on the, at the end with local sports, a local sports thing. Let me just catch you up to speed with what's coming over the next 30, 60, 90 days for the UTW podcast. We will be aggressively pursuing football coaches for the schools that we cover. Last year, we covered the entire county, kind of wore Derek out and, and out pretty hard. We cover these teams, Hernando, Lewisburg. DeSoto Central and North Point. The reason we covered them is that's kind of who is listening to our show, Derek. Just keeping it real with you. Uh, we're not getting a lot of listens across the county wide, but from under the water tower and going up the, the uh, Getwell corridor, our business is booming. So we really appreciate those uh, advertisers. We appreciate the listeners. So those are the schools that we're going to be aggressively pursuing. Uh, Derek, we're going to be sitting down with uh, Dwayne Case, the principal of Fernando High School, sometime in the next three weeks before we get school started. Going to start to pursue Corey Osselton, see if we can interview him in the next 60 days. So he can tell us more about what's going on this school year. I know exciting time as we start, you know, a year past COVID, mm-hmm. the COVID different different stuff. So I'd like to visit with him, of course, one of our first guests on the UTW podcast, just a good, good guy. I hadn't, hadn't even told you this, Derek. We were heading to the beach two weeks ago. We pull into a Chick-fil-A just uh, in Pelham, Alabama. I look over to my right. There's a white expedition. The back of it says Tiger Football. And, and it's whatever. So I figured out who it was. It was Corey Elselton at Chick-fil-A. They were coming north. They were coming north from the beach. And so uh, as I got a little bit closer to him, I just kind of yelled out the window, Hernando sucks, is what I said to him. And I could tell he kind of <laughs> spun around real quick, like, wait, what, what's that? What's going on? But I uh, got to say hello to his family as they were traveling back from the beach. But just a good guy. I look forward to hopefully sitting down with him sometime in the next two or three months to talk more about DeSoto County Schools, our wonderful, wonderful school system that we have. Looking forward to that. But again, football's right around the corner. Uh, we're excited to sit down with coaches, excited to sit down uh, with with maybe more guests uh, that we can't well, think Matt, of. Well, right now we've got the uh, head of MDOT. The head of MDOT That's will right. be on That's here. Right. Uh, probably Not a football the show. <laughs> not a football show. We'll hopefully have him on before the end of July. Right. We're going to try to have him That's on true. before the end of July. And then also we'll have uh, right before, right around the same time, we're interviewing probably the first or second coach. But on a Tuesday show, uh, we hope to have uh, Chip Johnson will be in sure. to start his first of many sit-downs with us where he'll answer questions from the listeners right we are continuing to grow if you would like to advertise through the rest of the year if you would like to advertise on the under the water tower podcast email us at under the water tower info at gmail.com that's under the water tower info at gmail.com we can send you a list of our advertising prices that type stuff if you're interested in growing with the utw podcast well Derek, really only one story from a sports standpoint and it happens right here under the water tower we would like to welcome someone to town what you got 
Well, we have a new basketball coach for the girls' basketball team. Girls' Hernando. basketball, okay. Uh, the girls' basketball team, of course, had a great year last year. Uh, made it, uh, I think, the second round um, of the state tournament, uh, state uh, champ, trying to make it to the state championship. They were beat by the eventual state champions. Correct. Olive Branch. Uh, and so, Blake Jones will be the new coach, actually – uh, formerly coached at Olive Branch about five or six years ago. Not the current coach, but formerly coached at Olive Branch. Yes. That's correct. Uh, he uh, coached Olive Branch in 2014 and 2015. This was the first time that the Lady Keishers had ever made the uh, 6A finals. They lost both years in the championship game to Horn Lake. So Horn Lake won back-to-back championships in 14 and 15. And he was the coach that led the Lady Keishers to their first shot or spot in that championship game. He then left there in 2015, went to Biloxi to coach the, uh, the Biloxi the 618 down sure, there. of course. Uh, as soon as he got down there, though, he ended up taking a private job uh, soon after that he had to resign, take a private job down there. He then moved back up this way, has been uh, teaching and coaching the middle school uh, in Oxford. Uh, the, I think it was Lafayette in, in Oxford. And so he has now been hired to coach the uh, girls' team here in Hernando. Now, again, this is a girls' team that has – a great many returning starters coming back. Uh, looks to have, I think, Abby, the best player. Right, uh, sure. uh, Abby will be coming back. And so uh, I think he's got a great team. He's looking at it. Obviously, he knows how to coach. He's taken uh, teams to the championship before. So I think that, um, you know, Blake Jones looks like he's a good hire. Be interested to see. He's very excited about it. He's actually been living in this area and driving to Oxford every day okay. uh, during the school year. So familiar uh, with it, yeah. So, uh, so he's very familiar with it. So, again, um, he's – Led the the Lady Keishers to 32 wins before. So do I think the Hernando Dwayne Case had wonderful things to say about him in the interview when they hired him. And so I think they're expecting really big things from the team this year. So I want to congratulate Blake Jones for taking the job, and also congratulate the Hernando girls uh, basketball team on look like they're getting a great coach and uh, look for a great season. Yeah, and we'll be keeping up with that definitely, Derek, because they get kicked off sometime you know late October, November as they start playing games. Congratulations to him. Welcome to under the water tower uh, as we cover uh, Hernando High School quite a bit. Good luck. I I know women's basketball is, is big in the 6A ranks uh, in this area, so good luck to him, and we would definitely be pulling for him and hope to sit down with him sometime in the next six months as his season gets kicked off, you know, November, December. Congratulations to him. Again, that's going to be our only sports-related thing that we're going to talk about this week, getting ready for football. That's the big thing coming up in the next 60, 90 days. Typically, our shows are on Tuesdays and Fridays, but a little bit different this week. But if you enjoy the Under the Water Tower podcast, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you hear our voice, whatever podcast provider you use, give us a five-star review. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Give us a five-star review so we can continue to move up in the ranks on our podcast. Please uh, look for our brother podcast, OB Pod. Very simple. Stands for Olive Branch, covering Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch, covering the Olive Branch area of DeSoto County. Those guys do a great job. Drop a show early Monday mornings. Wonderful job by Zach and Cash. You will really, really enjoy their show if you like ours. Well, Derek, this is typically our Friday show. So last show of the week, uh, had to move it up a little bit for you and I being pretty busy, but we really appreciate our listeners, our advertisers for continuing to support us. We'll be back to our normal schedule next week, uh, but this particular week, we something we kind of decided and had to do. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. If Jesus has my heart, the whiskey's got my liver. Blown through life like a raft on a river. I know what's right and I know what's wrong. I know how to quit, Lord, it's been too long See the other day, I was thinking to myself At least I see a thing to myself